You're listening to Vanguard Radio. Welcome back to Vena and Free Talk Live. This is the second hour. We may only do two hours tonight. We, uh, I'm pretty worn down, and and uh, we're kind of holding the fort here, so uh, we may not go all the way to midnight. But we got a lot to talk about. So, uh, James, you still there? Yes, Jeff. Uh, what do we have for our third story here today? Third story was one which I I couldn't believe when I read it. Um, it was about Dr. Mortimer Osto. And he has this theory, and he wrote this book called Judaism and Psychoanalysis. He was okay. one of uh, Sigmund Freud's protégés. One of these Jewish intellectual types, huh? Yeah. Into, They're all intellectuals, uh, though, aren't they? It's amazing. Yeah, especially I'm, I'm fairly interested in, 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 in this uh, Jewish psychoanalysis uh-huh. and, and how it fits in with Judaism. And anyway... Yiddish theorist on anti-Semitism croaks was our title, and basically Dr. Mortimer Osto, who died, who tied anti-Semitism to early childhood experiences such as toilet training. He died at age 88. Some would say not before time. Toilet training, you say? Yeah. If you had a bad childhood experience. An example he used was toilet train training. Well, did he that did he make anything out of constipation? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But he was saying toilet training. Good had grief! But a, a bad thing with toilet training yeah, that could be tied directly and make you an anti-Semite. Okay, well, let, let, let's roll the clip here. This is from uh, the 11th. Uh, we're kind of celebrating here the release of the 11th edition of uh, Aryan Matters. And so here's the clip. Here we go. The title, which was posted on netallnews.com, is called Inside the Jewish Mind, Jewish Psychologist Blames Anti-Semitism on Toilet Training. <laughs> I'll, I'll, read, I'll read the preamble of the story. Ever since the great Jew psychology fraud of Sigmund Freud, that tribe has specialized in finding ever more bizarre and feces-obsessed reasons for explaining why Gentiles the world over, of all races, dislike Jews. Instead of looking at their own behavior as the single common factor, these Jews, sorry, these Jew psychologists have always tried to blame Gentiles, of course as if Jews themselves have absolutely nothing to do with it. One of the more prominent proponents of this blame the Gentile theory was the Jew Dr. Mortimer Osto, who tied anti-Semitism to early childhood experiences such as toilet training. Osto is now back in the news, this time for dying recently. If we had some applause in the background, we would put some applause there right now. According to one of his obituaries in the New York Times, Osto led a group of psychologists in a study that claimed to 
quote, examine the causes of anti-Semitism, unquote, after allegedly reviewing the case histories of patients, a gaggle of Jews found that, quote, negative feelings towards Jews could be traced to early childhood, unquote. They suggested that troubles in toilet training or an upheaval rivalry in which a son's negative feelings toward his father could be projected onto Jews could be the cause. Osto produced a book on the topic in 1996 called Myth and Madness, The Psychodynamics of Antisemitism. Right? People don't grow up in a course. How could you... How could you relate potty training, right? When, when you know nothing about fucking Jews, when you're a little kid there taking a dump, you know nothing about Jews at all. You know, and all of a sudden you're supposed to say, well, when you get older, it's like, well, I got screwed up my potty training, so I'm seeing these Jews here, and they're different, so, you know, that's, that's what I'm going to blame it on? I'm going to, you know, I have a problem with them because I screwed up when I was a kid, and I hadn't, I hadn't knew nothing about Jews. It, it's completely illogical, irrational, and that's the way they work. The problem is with us is that since they have such control of our media and our education system, they can tell us this stuff, and if they say it enough, people will buy it, right? People believe it. I mean, the majority of people will. Not the, not the thinking few people, rational people, the scientists, the people with high IQs, you know, they will not buy it all, but then they can't control everything. It's like I heard... Somebody say once, uh, okay, if they're lying about history, if they're lying about the Russian Revolution and all this stuff, have you ever seen a, a, a strike by historians, right? How many historians are they going to be? You know, there's going to be five or six historians walking out there, you know, holding up little picket signs saying, you know, they're lying about the Russian Revolution or whatever. Who's going to pay attention to them? When you have this fucking, uh, you know, Jew that owns a television station that's broadcasting to hundreds of thousands of people. You can't make a dent in that kind of uh, propaganda or you know uh, message. You can't. You can't fight that message unless you have the equal time, which is a, a course. You know, going back to what the point of this broadcast is, and the other broadcasts are VNN and everybody who wants to spread or increase white media is you have to be able to fight them. You know, fight fire with fire and, and yell as loudly as they are. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We get into the uh, the heart of the problem there directly. You know what's uh, interesting? I was listening. I was listening to that. Uh, I was thinking about feminism, and uh, you know, feminism used to be a, a real staple of uh, of the Jewish left, and and I I don't see it quite as much anymore. It's been kind of superseded by this neo this neoconism, which mm-hmm. doesn't work quite as well as the old tricks. And feminism, you know, being part of the old bag of tricks, it's not that it's not that you know feminism hasn't damaged our culture. It it really has, and it still lingers in a lot of ways. But it's not nearly as popular. And you know, I, I'm not sure what made me think of this, James, but um, I recall back in the late '80s, uh, these. I think it was because of Lee mentioned these historians and these other academics. You know, if they were to protest, you know, who would listen to them, right? Yep. And uh, uh, I remember these um, feminists were getting really hot and heavy about the porn. Uh, they were really complaining uh, loudly about porn. And uh, and particularly, there was actually some feelers out. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say feelers. 
there was some dialogue between Christian conservatives and these feminists on the porn issue because they 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 agreed on this and they wanted something done about porn and you know I've often thought the demise and I know this is a little bit off topic uh, I thought the demise of feminism came at that moment because um, porn is a Jewish business yep. and you know. Uh, you know, you don't you don't mess around with the with the money stream, right? You know, and and feminism itself was a you know a concoction mainly of Jews, mm-hmm. uh, and so I've often thought that um, you know it's not that feminism has gone away, but I mean, where you know the National Organization for Women, all these uh, bra burning groups, they've they've pretty much disappeared from the political scene in America. Yeah, I don't I don't know about in Britain, but. You know, I mean, their their message, their effect is still with us, but you know, feminism, I, I think, is is just a political dead issue here, and I think part of it was is because they strayed off the reservation. Well, I, as you say, they've done the uh, they've done the deed. Yeah, they basically uh, they have our intelligent white women instead of at home having a family and large amounts of white children they're working in corporate America corporate Britain, corporate Europe you know until they're 38, 40 and And then -hmm. and then they turn around and say well you know I wish I hadn't followed the career path to where I am now because I've totally missed out on having a family a large family and that's directly linked to feminism that's right well, anyway, let's uh, go on to the fourth issue here, and this has to do with uh, a man affectionately known as Skeletor in certain camps. Uh, do you know who I'm talking about? Yes, the uh, the so-called uh, chief of the Homeland Security in the United States of America. Yep, uh, Mr. Chertoff, a Russian Jew, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, as I've said many times, I was reading um, uh, Robert Conquest's book. Uh, the Great Terror, which had to do with the uh, uh, the the terror of the Bolsheviks, uh, mainly before World War II, uh, when it was at its worst. Uh, and one of the henchmen in the in one of uh, one of Stalin's henchmen, one of his willing executioners, was a man named Chertoff. By the way, and mm-hmm. I've often wondered if uh, if this Michael Chertoff is not uh, descended directly from those. Uh, from those uh, Jewish terrorists in the Soviet Union, but I don't know. Anyway, let's uh, let's play the clip. Here we go. We go back to this Chertoff, and and he wants to propose a solution. Oh, well, what do you think Chertoff's solution is going to be for all these threats of these people being radicalized by the internet? Well, his solution is going to be that we have to find out who these people are that go to websites like VNN or. Anything else that, again, that opposes a threat to the Jews, and then they're going to come after us and put us in jail, put us on trial. That's what this solution is going to be. Of course, and that's no solution at all. That is really their, their way of actually taking care of us, stopping a threat to them. That's all it is. There is no justice in it of them saying that, yeah, we are radicalized or people like us that learn the truth on the Internet are haters or evil or Nazis or are going to cause a danger 
to the rest of our own people, which is basically our own white people, that we're a threat to them. We're not a threat to them. We're only a threat to the Jews. Of course, he doesn't make it out like that. And the majority of people won't know any better, and they'll believe it. Just like they'll believe that the problem with the spicks and the niggers causing all the crime is because they're not educated enough when it has nothing to do with that. Don't be fooled by these bullshit lie fraud stories. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it, the, the, all these, you know, I try to tell the uh, the people I talk to today, uh, whether I, I meet them, you know, uh, in the normal course of business or whatever, uh, I try to tell them that, you know, all these laws, whether they're the baby seat laws where your baby has to be strapped in there or or these uh, pornography laws about child porn on the Internet, they're all directed at you. They're about getting you enslaved, getting you controlled, and then all they're going to give you in return for your for controlling you is is more sports programming, more pornography, uh, more drugs, more booze, and that's more it. Yeah, more distractions. That's right. And for your freedoms, that's what they're going to take away from you. And and this is exactly what. Uh, this is exactly what Lee was saying. This 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 business with Chertoff and his and his calling the internet a terrorist playground or whatever like that that has really nothing to do with uh, well it, it really it's a side issue. It really has nothing to do with uh, you know the problems in the Middle East. Uh, it, well, it does some, but it, it, it's really aimed at us, uh, intimidating us. Uh, although this was just a speech, you know, he's clearly, as, as an agent of Jewish influence, he's got us in mind. Because people are listening to this show right now live, and hundreds and hundreds of people will download it. They listen to Tom Metzger. They listen to Hal Turner. They listen to David Duke. They listen to all kinds of white nationalists today. They listen to Theseus on Friday and Todd in Florida. It's, it's just mushrooming. Mm-hmm. And uh, these voices in opposition to these people, and and they're going to do whatever they can to shut us down. And, and if they can't pass a law, they're going to intimidate us. And really, this is this is really what what uh, he was doing. He was trying to intimidate us. Well, I'm not going to be intimidated that easily. Well, this uh, this uh, kike uh, Chertoff is, is he not have dual citizenship of the United States? Oh of yeah. Sure. And here's a man who's running so-called Homeland Security, has dual citizenship with America and Israel. I mean, it, it boggles the imagination Well, as I, allowed. I, I think in uh, last week's Free Talk Live, in the second hour, I gave examples of, of, uh, of uh, Jewish influence, three examples of Jewish influence in telling the narrative of our history. And uh, as I recall, it was Mr. Fyth, Douglas Fife and Libby, mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, well, let's see, and Wolf, Wolfowitz's father lives in Israel, is an Israeli citizen, and I think that uh, Libby has uh, has has sons and daughters, both Libby and Fife have sons and daughters who live in Israel, and I think actually some of them uh, are uh, members of the Israeli Defense Forces. And uh, for those of you who don't know this, uh, Fife, Wolfowitz, and um, Libby 
were the war planners. These were the people who uh, basically told Bush what to do. And, uh, uh, and of course, Bush enthusiastically uh, went along with it. Was it in this area in matters that, that you, or was it, was it Lee that said that basically uh, Bush needs Israel more than Israel needs Bush? Yeah, that was Lee. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's entirely true. Mm-hmm. I, I think at this point, uh, Bush is a disposable character in that in that regards. And and you see, if he really was a politician, and and if the political calculus were really that important in some ways, uh, I'm not sure. See, I, I actually think that Clinton was a much shrewder politician than uh, than Bush was, mm-hmm. and and. Even though, even though Clinton was very much in in in, in the clutches of Jewish influence, he, he didn't let the Jews maneuver him into these wars. Uh, it's not that he didn't go on lots of overseas adventures. Uh, he did, and but they tended to be really small little little pinprick type operations against you know very small insignificant powers. And I don't I don't think you know I don't think. Um, I think because Clinton was such a, a slick uh, person that he was someone who uh, knew how to uh, outmaneuver his his foes and friends, that he 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 didn't fall into the trap that Bush did. I, I think Bush is he, one one thing he's willing. He's he's a, he's a very willing collaborator with the Jews. And I think the other thing is is that he's not as smart as Clinton was. And I, I, I would never believe that, that Clinton, looking at his history, would ever have allowed uh, the Jews to get him involved in a ground war in the Middle East. Uh, that's just my opinion. Uh, but uh, you know, the thing you know I really you know wonder about is 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 uh, is Blair because Blair Blair reminds me uh, of more of a person that's like Clinton. And, and that, from what I can see domestically, he's a real kind of um, uh, a slick person. Uh, you know, he 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 can lie to somebody's face, uh, and uh, you know, and tell them that you know the, the sun's up, and then you know you go to the window, the sun's down, kind of thing. He can. He he looks like he's exceptionally good at that. A- am I wrong? No, you're correct, Jeff. Plus, they come from the same political. Um, you know, agreements. I mean, Blair calls himself a socialist, but he's a basically a, he's a social democrat. Uh-huh. Uh And Clinton, you know, democrat in the quote-unquote term of, of of that name. Even though in the United States, apparently, you can't tell the difference now between the Democrats and the Republicans. It's just it's two parts two parts of the same. Uh, yeah. Dreaded Hydra. The only thing that can be different is is the personality mm-hmm. of the people involved, and in, th- in this case, the personality of Clinton is a lot different than the personality of Bush, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's really the only difference between the two of them. You know, the thing I can't you know understand. Uh, well, enlighten me a little bit. You know, because I I really do un- I really do uh, consider Blair to be someone who is much craftier and smarter than Bush, and, and a much better politician. Uh, you know, remember that Bush really wasn't a uh, politician uh, before he was president. <laughs> no. uh, he was never, well, he was elected the uh, governor of Texas, as I recall, but uh, he, was, he, didn't ever, he, he did not have a political history. Uh, 
And um, uh, I don't understand, you know, how Blair could have been could have allowed himself to be tied so closely with this moron from Texas. I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of people in Britain had this Bush guy sized up very quickly. Yeah. And, and he does, he, he comes across as an oaf. He's portrayed in the British media as an oaf, for the most part, you know. There's incessant c- comedy programs on the television in here in Britain, lampooning the man. Yeah. It's just, it's just ceaseless entertainment on George Bush and his gaffes. Yeah, I know. I, li- I listen to the BBC all the time. And they have a lot of... They, they enjoy doing that on, on his show. I listen to the BBC overnight, actually, when I go to bed. Mm-hmm. And they love uh, just, uh, just just really turning the screw on this. Just really... Just, uh, they just go for blood when every time Bush opens his mouth. <laughs> yeah, but if we look at Chertoff and we huh? take this... And we look at Chertoff and we take this narrative back, right the way back to after the first Gulf War... Uh-huh. It was these same people who tried to persuade George Bush Senior to invade Iraq and get rid of Saddam Hussein. George Bush Senior, a lot more intelligent than his poor old yeah, son, that's said, right. "No, no, no." He said, "These these people are a bunch of crazies." That was his exact quote: "A bunch of crazies, or all these uh, Jewish neocons." It is worth noting too that Bush. Bush surrounded himself with what I'll call the old WASP sort of uh, power center, right? And and you know if you look at like American uh, 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 advisors to the president, I mean, you had this guy like Scowcroft, uh, and I'm very com- I'm pretty confident that Scowcroft was not a Jew, and uh, and you know he, he comes from this sort of like this old school kind of. Uh, uh, waspy kind of uh, foreign policy, and and he he was able to surround himself with with these kind of people, in addition to the Jews. So you know, Bush Senior was a little bit, you know, he 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 had a, he had more of a mind of his own in that regard. But this, uh, I don't I don't know. You know, you you wonder you wonder if if Daddy Bush, you know, you know, didn't you know ever warn him what he was getting into. I, I don't know. One thing about the Jews is they are very, very patient. They yeah. are very, very methodical. Now, they waited. They, they, they tried it on with George Bush Sr., and he was having none of it, calling them, as I said, calling them a bunch of crazies. They just bided their time. They may, well, there's no report that they did. Maybe they tried to, uh, you know, have a go at Bill Clinton, but he was probably, he was too intelligent for them. Uh, he, he, was, he wasn't going to be... Uh, brow, pardon the pun here. He wasn't going to be browbushed by these uh, by these Jews, but they bided their time. Yep. Until along comes George W. Bush. They must have thought. They must have looked at each other and went, "Yep, he, he, he's the man." And they just, with their planned strategy for securing the realm, and off they went, and they, they found a man who is a Christian, and the one thing about Christians is they are fighting for the hereafter. That's what Christians are fighting for. Safety in the hereafter. Jews are fighting for the here and now. That's Jews right. Don't care, Jews don't care about the here and after. They're fighting, they're fighting the game here and now. And they're fighting this game to win, as they've always done throughout history. 
and they also have an idea uh i, I think because of uh you know inherited from their religion uh of this being something that transcends uh generations mm-hmm. and uh and you know this is a struggle that goes on and on and on generationally against the goyim and uh and really I I know that I was recently criticized in a post about this, but uh, this is a even though there's there's great urgency uh, about the uh, the the situation we're in here, uh, but uh, we have to you know gener- uh, we have to instill upon in, into our our children that this is a generational struggle that we face against the Jews because we are going to have children. And we are going to survive uh, no matter how bad things get. And th- it's looking pretty bad. And uh, and it looks like, you know, the worst fears of many can come true. Uh, that is, you know, a slaughtering of our populations and so forth. But I, I do guess uh, and speculate that there's going to be some whites living somewhere who are racially aware of themselves. And the only way you know we can survive is to instill in our children generationally uh, this idea of they they are warriors for their race, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is a very important thing to do. Uh, it's just as important in my mind as marshalling uh, courage and and fighting spirit uh, for the moment. I mean, uh, to me, it's 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 a dual track system. Uh, you know, we we have kids, we have family, we instill in the, into them this very long-term mindset, and that goes right along with telling our people here and now about the urgency we face. Uh, and and you know, obviously, uh, you know, we don't just say, you know, well, don't worry about it for another generation. No, we can't wait another generation, but there will be another generation, and we need to instill just like the Jews have in a way. But we're Aryan, so you know we don't have as many of their uh, nasty uh, sides to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that I, I think this is a an evolutionary strategy of ours. Uh, and you know, obviously, as people get paired off, I mean, shorn, you know, taken, taken, sheared, and taken down. Uh, I, I think there's going to be a mechanism there, James, that those who remain. Uh, are going to be a little bit stronger. They're going to have a, uh, a, a little fewer of those uh, uh, defects uh, about being altruistic towards uh, outsiders. And uh, it's terrible we have to go through this process. But, you know, I'm trying to head that off, and, and I know you are. Mm-hmm. That's why you're making Aryan Matters. All this is about outreach. And as some of you folks who who think that, you know, we're not militant enough or whatever, uh, you know, that's fine. I can accept criticism. But I tell you what, uh, uh, if you're listening right now and you think we're not militant enough, that's fine. I, I think it's a, that's the right attitude to have. But there's, w- we want to reach out to the person also that's kind of new to this and, uh, and, and reach them and convince them with logic and facts and then turn them into a warrior for our race. That's exactly right. But our at the moment, our only outreach that can reach the numbers of people that we need to uh, to make effective changes through the internet 
and the Chertoff and company know this, and that's why uh, this story is very, very important. Because yeah. you, you don't have to scratch too deeply below the surface to see all these people who are pushing congressmen, senators, uh, who are pushing members of parliament, uh, who are pressing members of the European Parliament, pressing them to uh, to to bring and to so-called uh, and they use this term to curb the wild west of the internet, you know, and all this. And I've read a report uh, where the Jews will try and shut us off the internet by linking us with paedophiles. They'll say. What we need to do is to take these two groups off the internet, the paedophiles and the haters. They're going to lump us in with the paedophiles, which just, yeah. you know, just to let everyone know what, well, that's what's going, to, what, what's going to happen. Yeah, eventually. exactly. And, and he mentions that, actually. He mentions in the in the same breath as, uh, you know, as, as, as uh, you know, as the internet being a playground for terrorists, he mentions this pedophile. And mm-hmm. this, this is, um, I, I, I over and over again, James, talk about the, if, if someone wants to understand what's happening right now uh, in, in terms of historical precedent, you've got to read about the history of Russia and mm-hmm. what happened there. And uh, and the Russian Revolution, or more aptly named the Jewish Bolshevik Revolution, because these kinds of tricks, uh, these kinds of techniques, oh, they were all done there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and unfortunately, you can't get very many people that will tell you in their books these people are Jews. And so that's where your knowledge as a white nationalist has to come into play. But you know, if you read uh, uh, Robert Conquest. Uh, or uh, 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 that's someone you can get at the, like the Great Terror. Uh, mm-hmm. That's someone you can get a handle on uh, the kind of people we're dealing with here because it's their descendants. I think I think uh, great 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 grandchildren now are, are people like Wolfowitz and Libby and Fife and uh, uh, and Chertoff, and they're over here, and they're and they've got their bag of tricks, and they're working them on us. And this whole thing of being a pedophile or being a mentally ill—that's straight out of the Jew communist um, mm. handbook. And, uh, and 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 matter of fact, we mentioned in Area Matters. You mentioned Freud, and he's another Jew that also pathologized uh, Arianness. Yeah. He yeah he 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 patholo- he made he made. Aryan behavior, Aryan attitudes into a mental illness, and uh, and another man who made who really uncovered this uh, to to a great degree was uh, Kevin McDonald in the culture of critique. Yeah, and cool. yeah, and uh, th- these Jews, this is straight out of the Jew handbook, and nowhere did the Jew have a freer hand than they did in Russia, and uh, and and you know if you want to know why. Uh, Russia persecuted, supposedly persecuted Jews uh, in the 70s and 60s and 80s. It's because uh, even within the Soviet system, uh, the goyim there started to figure it out. And by the time, near near the time Stalin died, uh, Stalin was making moves on the Jews, uh, and and after that, uh, so did so did. Khrushchev and Brezhnev and other people like this, they were slowly clamping down on the Jews. 
But you know, that system remained so Jewified that um, uh, Lazar Kaganovich, uh, I, I, and I hope that's a name everybody knows on this program, Lazar uh, Kaganovich, uh, the executioner of, uh, of Ukrainians, uh, millions of them uh, died uh, through his program of murder. Uh, he died in his bed in Moscow, at, I believe, at the age of 92. And uh, he just died a few years ago. Yeah. So It's just, you know, it's, as I say, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing about the Jews is that they stick together. Be it the, uh, I call it the, the takeover of Russia by the Jews, basically is what happened in, in, in the Bolshevik Revolution. It was basically the, the tribe... As they call them in Hollywood, in the Hollywood, uh, Hollywood movie uh, society, the tribe, uh, the tribe against the Gentiles in in the Russian Revolution. That's what happened. Yep. They are they are a force. They stick together. They stick together, and they want they want our race to be miscegenated out of existence for Israel. To be the top of the pile, putting all the strings yep. through this globalist nightmare that's planned for, for all of us. Well, folks, I'm going to close down the show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed listening, and I'll have this on the archives real soon. But it's been like a, it's been a long week for me, and I know James put out Aryan Matters, and I'm going to post the um, uh, the URL to Aryan Matters, and of course uh, where they can download the entire audio, not just this. Uh, Few brief clips, and we want to give uh, we want to give Arian Matters a good a good uh, a good wind in its sails because it's a it's a good program. It was very popular, and uh, and we want to um, we we wish you all all success, James. And well, thanks, uh, yeah, thanks, Jeff, for inviting me on the program and uh, brief discussion on the uh, the program. I'm hoping to get out uh, as many programs as fast as possible for everybody. Now, one thing I want you to know, even though tonight's uh, edition, we usually go four hours, so we're, we're heading to about two right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have uh, some people on from the Creativity Church uh, real soon, and I'm going to have um, Alex uh, back here, and we're going to uh, be talking about some local activism and, some, uh, uh, and so forth like that. So we've got some uh, good new shows planned, and uh, so stay tuned for that. And, of course, uh, perhaps Theseus and Todd will be back hosting a show on Friday. So, anyway, this is VNN Broadcasting. I'm Jeff Beck. I'm signing out for the evening. Good night, folks. Ladies, tell your man about Vanguard Radio. We're the good guys, and we're happening.